<laughs> well, first of all, before we even get started, let me just say thank you. Uh, this is quite an honor for me. Uh, I'm just uh, thankful that you would even take the time out uh, to speak to me. I, I think you're an amazing man. And uh, I, I'm excited about uh, just having a few moments of your time today. You're welcome. Uh, so uh, let me go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and kick the show off. Uh, my name is Samuel Ibrahim. I am the host of the Mind of the Prophet Meditation Hour. Welcome to episode number, I think this is 18 or 19. I'm not sure at this point, but I have a very, very, very special guest joining the podcast today. It is Mr. Archie Williams, who has an amazing story that we will get into briefly. Uh, but, but anyone that's followed the podcast knows that we start every podcast with an affirmation. And so we're going to start with the Freedom Affirmation, which is my favorite. Here we go. I am free. What thoughts does a free man have? What thoughts does this free man have? What choices does he make? How does he value his time? How does he love? How does he forgive? How does he save his money? How does he spend his money? How does he multiply his money? I pray for my soul throughout time, past and future so that I may awaken in the present moment a free man without regrets. The universe being honest is always able and faithful to perform. Amen. Uh, and so audience, we have, we have, I, I'm just overjoyed right now. I've been up thinking about this, this episode for several hours. We have Mr. Archie Williams here with us today. He was wrongly imprisoned for 36 years in one of the roughest prisons in the United States of America in Angola, Louisiana. And he is joining the podcast today to not only talk about his experience, he was also a contestant on America's Got Talent. I think this is going to be a great episode, so we're just going to dive right into it. And so, uh, Mr. Williams, is how do, you, how do you prefer to even be addressed? Do you want me to call you Mr. Williams? Do you prefer me to call you Archie? I want to give you your proper respect. You can call me Archie. All right, I'll call you Archie. Archie, tell us about, hey. tell us who you are. Just just tell us who you are, sir. I'm Archie Williams. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I'm just Archie Williams. Uh, Archie Williams Davis that did just did 37 years in Louisiana State Penitentiary. Classified as one of the worst prisons in the United States. And my life, you say, for this being free, I was free in there. Mm. I believe in the scriptures for real. I don't just read them and, you know, I'm not religious, uh, I'm not patriotic. I don't, all those things there I learned about while I was in there, but he taught me everything. My life is just like the life of Joseph. Freedom mm. is up to mind. He was mm. all the time. I don't know a time that I didn't know the creator. People say they found him and all of that. They used nowhere to be found because he's everywhere. <laughs> That's what King David said. Wherever I make my bed, I don't care where it's at. He there. If it's hell, he there. <laughs> so I was in hell. I was definitely in hell and he was there. And he gave me peace every step of the way. I don't claim glory for anything in my life. I give it all to him. And my life right now is just like it was in there. I live with peace with God. And that's how we treat each other. That's what the outcomes of life, how we treat each other. Because I can't treat you bad and say that I love God. Because if I do, I'm telling, I'm cursing God. Mm -hmm. And I don't do that. I love people. I love my, my humanity. And I, 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 just history, I studied history while I was in prison. That's the direction he led me. And uh, I understand how my people got with to where we are right now as a peace. You know, names change as times go on. People say uh, there's no other name given, but that's religion. We're talking about spiritual. There's no other name given to the characteristics of the creator. That's mm -hmm. the thing, because as time goes on, every generation want to be different than the other. When there's nothing new under the sun, everything that is have been already. And uh, 
<laughs> my life is just like it was in there. I live with peace with God and humanity. I treat people it's just like I treat him with respect and love. And I understand everything was taken from my people as a race as times went on. But it's, it's up to us to have the knowledge of the 400 years is over with and it's time for unification, but we have to have that knowledge because knowledge is the key to freedom. Yes. That's the key, knowledge. Oh, we we got to first this morning. I, I can already tell. I can already tell. In the, in the Garden of Eden, I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have now, so... So I just studied history and I studied how we got to where we are as a people. And the only thing that will get us back to the creator is unity, the spirit of unity. But we have to, we have to do it. The devil is not going to give you that. Evil is not going to give you nothing good. And we over and over and over for 400 years, we've been trying to compromise with evil. And it is not going to respond, but nothing but evil. If you cut a watermelon, that's all you're going to get out of it. Mm -hmm. So it's up to us to take it back. And the only way we'll be able to do that is unify. When I got out of Angola, I went to Long Beach to my aunt, to Cassandra's mother's house. That was, she stepped in my mother's shoes when, uh, when my mother passed. And she had been there with me ever since. And uh, when I went to Long Beach, California, and I saw my people on the side of the road like it was, and I remember when I was coming up, you know, my people as a race, we loved each other. We might fight about something, but that was for just that win. But it was just all that was taken from us and all that was put in our communities. There's no sense in looking for the answer in that and evil because we've been going round and round and round for 400 years chasing the same hotel. Yeah. It's not going to, evil is not going to compromise with you. The only thing you get out of evil is evil. And the only thing you get out of love is love. That's why I look to God for everything. So where's the start? I, I, I like where this is going. I think I might just scrap everything that I, I wrote down to ask. So where do we start? Because I'm right there with you. I, I, I absolutely believe uh, we do need unity as a people. We're very fractured as a people. It's hard for us to agree on things as a people. In your opinion, where where is so the beginning? It's taken away from us and so much was so much evil, we've we just been painted black. We have been painted black. And that's been for 400 years. But we just got to understand that everything black was, was really the melanin and the liniment and the skin and it was love. But they painted evil, evil. Man, let me tell you something. It's not a question in this world that don't have an answer to it. That's right. It's not a question in this world that don't have an answer to it. When I went to Angola State University, I'm in a, a, a penitentiary, and I tell this to everybody everywhere I go. I went in that cell with a sixth grade education, didn't know how to read, didn't know how to write. But uh, one thing about my family is they God, they're spiritual. My family. I come from a spiritual family, mm -hmm. and uh, it's not a time that I don't remember believing in God. But when I was a kid, and I would get in trouble, when you take me to the tension home, you close that door at night, I was on my knees talking to God. But I went in, in the parish on this charge here, knowing I was innocent, and, you know, it, 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 it really hurt. But I knew that my relationship was with God. It wasn't with man. And that's how uh -huh. St. Joseph is. That's the same thing the Book of Joseph trying to tell you. That's right. My relationship was with him. And it's nowhere on this earth unless we allow that you can be put in prison. That's a choice. God see, I sit before you each day, life or death, you choose. Yeah. So I just chose to communicate with him. And they had this guy to my left. He was a, a Christian guy. United Apostolic Pentecostal. I'll never forget this guy in the parish prison when I fell on his on his charge. He uh he used to read the Bible to me at night when the lights go out because I had this pride about myself. I didn't want nobody to know that I couldn't read. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And so he would read the Bible to me, you know. And uh and the guy to my to my right, he was a little you know, little convict like guy. He would he was a dangerous little guy. He would he would wool sixty pounds and he would jug you at the drop of a hat. And the guy, me and him, he he wrote the editor about me. But he was one thing about him, he was an educated little guy, but he was hooked into the prison life. And uh me and him was around the same age, but he had started when he was about 16, 17, going to Angola prison. He was just a little convict. And, you know, he wrote the editor about my case because he knew it was malicious. And he uh he wrote the editor about my case and uh they never responded. But anyway, me and him had words one night. And the little Christian guy next door to me he called me to the bars one night and say, say, man, see that guy next door? He said, you better watch him, man. You just had words with him today. He said, that guy there hurt you in that cell. And uh, I didn't know nothing about prison life. So this little guy had been going through prison. So anyway, we end up end up making peace. And then me and the guy, after we went to Angola, we learned to respect each other and everything. Because his ways was not mine. My ways was God's ways. And he was off to the prison life. Mm-hmm. And uh, But anyway, the guy to my left, the Christian guy, he used to sneak and read the Bible to me at night when all the lights go off. We'll be up to the bars, laying on the floor on a blanket, and he'll read the Bible to me, you know. And, man, I, I had so much pride about myself. So one night I got up and I got on my knees. I cut the lights on in my cell, and I got on my knees and I prayed, God, please teach me how to read your word. Come on. And this is the God's honest truth. I would tell the whole world about this. I got up off my knees. And I sit up on the bed and I open the Bible. And the Spirit of God went to reading the words to me so fast. Tears just fell from my eyes. I just, it was like scales. And ever since then, God educated me. He did everything. He sent me to Louisiana State Penitentiary. God is concerned of souls. Peace is of the mind. There's nowhere that can put us on this earth. Yet, would be prison unless we allow it. We could either we have a choice each day, life or death. You either believe what God say or believe what evil say. It's your choice. And evil is only an illusion. That's mm-hmm. all it's illusion of the mind. Mm-hmm. It grows big as we want it to. Mm-hmm. You know, anything in this life can become our God. That's true. It's how, yeah, anything can become our God. The love of money. Yeah. It's not just money. We can put anything before him. Yes. And he's a jealous heir. He's a jealous God, and that hurts. But my life has always been in him. <laughs> so let that's, me ask you, let me ask you, let me ask you some questions because uh your your faith is amazing. Your faith is amazing. Uh, and I want to, so a few things I want to highlight in this episode. I, I'm, a, I'm a licensed attorney here in the state of Texas. I, I do not practice much anymore just because I feel like the, the criminal justice system and the family court systems are not really set up to where poor people get the justice that they deserve. And, and I worked uh, actually my last year in law school I, I uh, was a part of the actual innocence clinic at my at the South Texas College of Law. I did work on some cases there. I, I grew very fond of the innocence project, and I've I've looked over your case. Uh, I've, I've looked over at least what I can find out about your case. So I want to I want to go through a few things, um, and, and we'll definitely weave in the spirituality because I'm I'm also a very spiritual person. I used to be a Baptist minister. Uh, I, I no longer preach. Uh, I still have a very strong relationship with God, um, but I want to start at uh, at, at, at I, I just want to get your mindset. I just want to paint a picture here for the listeners. At 22 years old, what what were you doing? What 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 were you doing at 22? What what was life like for you before you had this bombshell? This bomb exploded in your life. Let me say this to you for for this you. Because uh, yes, you really touched me what you said. It's not a person on this earth that God don't love more than the other. That's right. Our flesh is dead because of sin. 
Uh-huh. And it's not a person on this earth that don't do that. So never let what man say to you cause you to feel like you at this certain pace with God. Because God is love. And if you keep that knowledge, Amen. There's no there's nowhere else you, you would turn for anything. But don't ever feel like because of what your flesh do, that it makes you uh, a certain person with God. God created you. God never was once out of control of his creation. That's right. That's and right. and he created us to be who we are. Yes. He created Adam to do what he did because already before it was done, it was in his mind. It was predestinated. Mm-hmm. Because if you read in Revelation, the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. So what you came to do, it was already meant for you to do before you did it. That's right. So it's kind of like, it's, it's personal. Well, how you say that? I have a choice. And then you're like, well, I don't really have a choice, but you know, but my choice is you. If my choice is you, then my choice is yours. So don't let nobody trip you out and tell you because of who you are and what you do, that you're not right with God, be right with God. That's, that's Jim Crow preaching. That's, that's, I want your money. Yeah. If you yeah. got a confining need for salvation, yeah, I want your money. Simply, yeah. I want your money. Yeah. I want you to put this thing in his ties, thing they call it. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's Jim Crow preaching. They taught us how to pray on each other. Yeah. That's taught in history. Uh, 400 years ago, how to pray on each other. Yeah. After they did it to us. They took our scriptures and made it them, and they made us as if we are them, and that's not so. It's illusion. Still, uh-huh. we go back to that's illusion. That's the illusion. Well, and, 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 uh, and, and, and now, Brother Williams, let, let, let me say uh, this, and then I want you, I want you to answer the question about uh, just just your mindset at twenty two before the bomb exploded. But I, I thank you for that, I, and I want to tell you why. Um, I, I, I uh, it, it took me quite a while to profess my calling. And a lot of that was just because of my own personal beliefs that I was not qualified for the call. Right. That yeah. was my belief. That was my belief, man. When you first get in the gospel, look at Abraham. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I, go down, mm-hmm. I mean, look at Moses. I can't go down here and tell them people that, man. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. You know, I, mean, I don't know how to talk, bro. That's you, it. You, you shy up. That's it. You shy that's up when you come to it. But everybody, we that's just human nature. We, we was made like that. We got to get, we had to get to that point. It, and what happened for me, what happened for me was I, I, um, I have a very literal mind and, and, uh, I, I've just had this strong, uh, urging this, this strong desire to, to be in relationship with God since I was very young. And I believe the Bible backwards and forwards. And, and when I, when I was giving my life over to God, uh, as much as I felt like I could, I wasn't seeing what I thought the promises of the Bible were. And so for a while, I just put the Bible down. I, I was even struggling right. deeper whether or not God was real. And I told God, I said, if you want me to ever preach your word again, because I love preaching. Let me tell you that I loved right. standing in the pulpit. Right. I, I love studying the word and being able to deliver it and seeing that it was touching people because it was also touching me. And, and, and but, but nevertheless, it wasn't it wasn't showing up in my life. And I didn't want to stand in the pulpit preaching a word that it was hard for me to believe. So I left the church. And I told God, if he wants me to preach again, if he ever wants me to teach his word again, he has to show himself to me in a new way. And he did. And, and God's just exploded in my life in the past two years. And we've been closer. And I know more about him than I have in my in my entire life. I'm 42 now. So, so for, the, for the first 40 years of my life, uh, I had one image of who God was. Now in the past two years, God has exploded in my life and I have such a deep, deeper understanding of who I believe he is. And and I have and, and, and the great thing about the absence that I have from the church is it it allowed me to explore God and understand God beyond the pages of the Bible. I really have a personal relationship with God. I talk to God every day. I walk with God every day. I sit with God every day. I do everything with an intention to serve. And and, and I'm I you know I don't I don't want to say on fire, but that's you know I understand 
you know, what, what Jeremiah said, when it's just like fire, just shut up in your bones. Like, I have to do this. I have to do what I'm doing. Right. And, 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 I, and I, I don't have peace otherwise. There have been times, even in the past few years, it's been very hard for me uh, personally, but spiritually, I feel like I've never been more alive. And every time I get to, you know, the, the, my faith is tested or I feel like I'm running out of patience uh, and I want to just stop, uh, I can't. I just can't stop. And uh, I'll, I'll be mad sometimes doing what I'm supposed to, uh, but I still have an able spirit uh, in my heart to do what I feel like I'm supposed to do. And so you just, you've just given me a whole lot of life and just the things that you've said, because let me tell you something, to spend 37 years in prison, in a rough prison, and still have the faith that you have and the way that you're talking about God, you are a miracle, brother. You are somebody that uh, that just has just has their own message uh, because I don't know I don't know many men that could do that I don't know many people that can, that can praise God the way that you have and it sounds like you praise God all throughout your experience and and I'm not gonna say you deserve an applause I'm just gonna say that your reward and faith just is awesome right now just for you to speak so boldly in God's name. Wow, thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, 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 you, you really have touched my heart. And so, I, like I said, I had a whole bunch of stuff. One of my questions was going to be, how did you hold on to your faith? And I still have that question. I mean, because I know you saw some things in prison that people just don't understand prison. I, I didn't even like walking into a county jail. Okay. I didn't like to walk into a county jail to see my clients just because of the environment that I saw just in a county jail. And this was in, uh, you know, this is local here in Southeast Texas. I can't imagine what it was like in Angola. I've, I've read about Angola. I've watched shows about Angola, but you lived, you lived that experience. How did you hold on to your faith for 37 years in a place that is literally hell on earth? It's been him from the beginning, man. That's all I can say, you know. If you ask Joseph that same question, in the beginning of the book, Genesis, he'll tell you the same thing. When his brothers sold him to Egypt, they meant it for evil. But God meant this for good, to preserve life. Because when I got out of prison, I, you know, I, I found out that every guy that I grew up with is deceased. And I would have been that same way, but he gave me a life. Mm. Where it was no life. Because God is concerned about souls. Mm -hmm. He don't care about these material things that we are. Always are not his. He's concerned about people's soul. So he was sent, not just me. It's the, the prison is full of guys like me. It's full of them. They come to the realization of what the truth is. And it's not just me. I was just the one that he used to open the door. So it's, it's many guys in prison. I've, I've, I saw so many guys fall to the wayside that I was really a friend of, and I couldn't reach him. It's just they, they, they gave him to the prison life. And uh, I never did. I never looked to the left or the right. I never, was, I never had fear in my heart of what was going on in the prison because all my life I've been in, you know, detention centers. I was a kid, you know, my mother... She went to prison, and my daddy went to prison, and I ended up going to homes and all of that damn detention centers as a kid. I was a bad little kid, you know. And, but every time I went to prison, I went to jail. When I was a kid, I would get on my knees and pray. That was one thing they left with me, was spirituality and who God was. And that was one thing about my mother. She was spiritual, too, you know. But even though she was what she was up against with this... This world we live in right now, uh, it is what it is. But, you know, I was, like I say, I I never wavered. I always did what was right. Uh, I learned to love people in spite. Uh, I never held any, because God won't let you hold anger, animosity in your heart because God is love. But he won't let you do that to yourself. He won't allow you to. He gives you the peace that passes all understanding. And the same way I was there, I'm like I am right now. When I used to go to church and they'll call me to get up and speak or sing, they always called me to their churches, banquets and everything. 
you know, because they knew the presence of God. And and when I would go in there, I, I would always state this before I sing any song that I would rather be there in Angola in him than to be out here in this world apart from him. Mm. I live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We have five murders a day. The highest rate of murder in Louis in the United States is Lou Baton Rouge. You didn't know that, huh? I did not know that. And I have family that, that actually is, lives. That's definitely the truth. We have over five murders a day. Every day somebody's getting killed here for nothing. We just we just but we don't understand what got us in that position. And that's the message that God is putting out. He loves his people. He wants to free us, but we have a choice. And that's the life we chose because so much was thrown into our community. The drugs, that was to keep us where we are. When I went to California and went to Oakland, when I went to California and I saw the Mexicans having their own world, they're not going to buy from any other race. And then I went to Oakland and I saw the Chinese and all of them, they have their own world. Black Wall Street was destroyed. It was like it was like the, the two world trade centers to our race of people. Yes. And do That's you think we can, do you think that we can, people supremacists is what did it to us? Now, do you think that we can get back to a Black Wall Street? And and, and I I want to preface this question. Um, the only thing that will get us back there is the spirit of unity. Indeed. We have to have that knowledge. Knowledge is the key to freedom. Knowledge is the key to freedom. Unification is a unification is challenging, though, right? It's, it's, unification so, is that's that's the key. It is a key. Knowledge that we have to unify again. It was so much taken away from us, and so much was given to us to make us think that we was above each other. We did just what white supremacists did. We did it to each other. Yes. What they did to us, we did it to each other because they threw that in our community. Everything that's in our community was doing it to keep us where we are. And when they, when when you when you discover a law that was law uh, four hundred years ago, and and you 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 act upon it, and then everybody because they want to make money. They're going to say, oh, yeah, you're right. Look, look what they've been doing, y'all, all these years. Look what they were, why they, why they opening that door there? They're planning to close another one to keep us where we are. The only thing that would overcome is the spirit of unity. In 400 years, it's over. But if we don't have that knowledge, we lose as a race of people. But God know what he's doing with his creation. Like I say, when it all boils down, he's the backbone of it all. So it's going to go the way he wants. He just gives us liberty. And if we choose to take the liberty, that's on us. If we choose to take the spirit of illusion, that's on us too. It grows how big as you ever let it grow. God is an awesome God, man. There, and like I said, anybody you can talk to in Angola prison, they'll tell you Archie the same way now as he was in here. I never wavered. Although I lost everything, my mother, my father, my family, I lost the relationship with my family because they just gave me up for dead. After my mother passed, you know, I don't have nobody really. You know, I have family, but who is my mother and my father and my sisters and my brother? That's the question the Messiah asked. Mm-hmm. Who are they? Mm-hmm. Who are they? My mother, my father, my sister, my brother. Only ones that they are is just because you came out the because we all came out the same body. <laughs> we all came out the same body, but that don't mean that, that we are brothers and sisters. This is a spiritual thing. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The answer is not in the flesh, it's only illusion. It's only illusion, brother. So that's how I keep my freedom. I focus on God. I don't focus on evil. I, I, when evil come, 
I just watch it pass because I know evil has a place. It was yeah. created for a place. Evil has a place, so I would always watch it go by. When that spirit come to me and tell me, oh, God don't care about you. Look how he kept you in his prison as long. You know you're innocent. Uh-huh. I know the spirit I'm listening at. Uh-huh. And I know the God that I serve. When you got out of prison, and I know that you ended up, how, how did you become a contestant on America's Got Talent? How, how did that come well, to I, I, I went to Steve Harvey first. The Innocent Project was hooked up with somebody that knew Steve Harvey. And from Steve Harvey, I went to Apollo. And from Apollo, they had someone in the Innocent Project that knew the people that was on the show. So they, you know, it was God's doing. He, you know, he have his avenues of getting you where he wants you. That's so that's now, were, you, were, were you nervous the first time you performed in front of a large audience? You know, and it sounds like you were used to. Oh, no, I never. I've been doing it all my life. Look, I was just telling somebody this, what's that, this morning. Yeah, I was just telling somebody this morning. When I was a baby, about one or two years old, this is. When I first remember thing, my mama looked at me when she comes to Angola and I told her about something that happened and she knew that I knew what I was talking about, but she looked at me in awe. She was like, boy, you was only two years old. How could you remember that? Uh-huh. But anyway, when I was a baby, I think I was about one years old. She, 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 she called me to the bed. She said, come here, boy, put this in your mouth. And when you grow old, you're going to be able to sing. <laughs> it was just, I don't know. I don't know if it was. My mama was a smart little lady, man. I could say that about it. That was my greatest hero. And she was so smart. I always confined it. She, my mother could never do no wrong in my sight, no matter what she did. And if you study her history, wow. But that's my mother, man. That was my greatest hero. She had four girls, and I'm the only only baby boy. And uh, I was special to her, you know, and... My mama taught me the things that I, but she told me when I was a kid, but she knew that I was going to be able to sing because of my daddy. My daddy family is all singing orientated. They, the whole family, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. If, if you remember the guy, Bo Williams, he sung that song, Al Beater. How old are you? I'm 42. You're 42. You should know that song. That song was made in 83. It was <laughs> Al Beater by Bo Williams. It's a blues song, but he's a, He's a uh, gospel singer now because okay. he sung that woman back. But that's my first, you know, it, it runs in my family scene. I had a little nephew on uh, American Idol. He didn't lose. He was in the finals with Fantasia. Oh, wow. He, didn't lose. he, got, he got kicked off the show because he uh, he was riding on the streets doing 100 miles an hour. When they stopped him, they say he, was, he had been drinking and he had my little nieces in the car with him. And that's how he ended up losing on the show in the finals. Uh, so you couldn't you couldn't have that kind of record being American Idol, right? But it's all in my family, you know. It's, we we family music is is just in our family. I guess you could say it's in the genes. It it, it definitely must be. So after and, and you made it to the finals on America's Got Talent, and that, that's right. You were in the, the top ten, right? I, I, yeah, I was. It was me and the last guy that won. We was the last two standing. It was between me and him, but he had been there already. And I don't I don't know about all that, but yeah, he had been there already. And uh he ended up he was doing a port. He was a port. He was doing port ports. Yeah, and he won. So but I, so, I was the last one standing with him. So what what's uh what's what's next for you? So uh, America's Got Talent was uh I think in, in what like twenty twenty. Um <laughs> And so uh, then the pandemic happened, and so now we're in 2021. Life is starting to get back to normal uh, as much right, as it can. Right. So what is what is next? What, what's next for you? The books, the movies. Huh? Are you are you writing your are you writing your own books right now? No, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm looking. For, I'm getting help. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting help to do it. And the movie. Uh, huh? and, and the movie also? Yeah, the movie. Uh, well, I was told by Simon's wife that she asked me who did I want to do the movie. And I said, Denzel Washington. She said, so be it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 
You know, she asked me who I wanted to do my movie, and I told her, yeah, out of everybody, you know. And she said, so be it. So we're looking, we got to do the book first. Once the book is published, then we'll be able to see about the movie. But you have to take a step at a time. Indeed, you do have to take one step at a time. Uh, I, 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 I have, man, I, I have enjoyed this. So for the rest of the year, we know you have the books. We know you have the movies, the movie coming. Uh, what other goals do you have uh, to be able to just keep spreading your message? Um, I want to sing. I want to sing and get into the ministry. I'm, I'm, I'm headed that way there because they call me at churches here where I'm at, and uh, they ask me to speak and sing. You know, so I want to really get into my own music and everything now. Okay, would, would you? Uh, festival going on there, and uh, I'll probably be joining that festival this year. They've been coming to me with contracts for that. Okay. Yeah. How so you enjoy celebrity? At, you know, you're 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 a celebrity, uh, Archie. So how do you how how, 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 how you enjoy? I, I know you're gonna be you're gonna be humble. You know. You know. <laughs> Yeah, just be who I am, you know. Okay. Uh, so yeah. I, when I did the trailer, when I did the trailer for this episode, I I, uh, I said that I would try to get you to sing a song to uh, romance my women listeners. Uh, would you mind indulging us, serenading the women on the show, uh, just just for a second? I would love. I I would just love to hear myself personally, but. And you don't have to if you don't want to, because you know I understand. <laughs> what you want to gospel? Look, hold on one minute. You, and you can, and you can do whatever you want. I don't think it's gonna matter. You're a real brother, man. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, just one minute. Give me time. Yeah, anything if if you want. I, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, so if you're not warmed up, or uh, uh, you know, I I know I know I'm putting you on the spot, so you don't have to if you don't want to. But if you just you know, you just never know. You just never know, Archie. Uh, uh, what could happen? Uh, cause uh, I think you have a great voice. Uh, especially to have made it to the finals of America's Got Talent. So I would just I would just love to hear. Uh, you sing just uh, I don't care if it's Mary had a little lamb. I know it's gonna sound like an angel is singing it. Uh, to the listeners, can you just give us something? One minute. Uh oh. Uh oh. He... I've heard so many nights. Uh oh. I've cried so many hours. Trying to make it right. Oh, Lord, I try to make it right. But just didn't have the power. You ignored all my tears. That hurt me so bad. You wanted them to disappear. I'm trying to let it go, but I guess you just don't want to go. People had a time for every time I tried to call your name. Some tell me how this will be. This one is. I learned that I could cope. Mm. Yes, I did. Through my troubles, I discovered, I discovered, I could make it. Oh, nice, so long and cold, so cold. You don't know how cold you just don't want to know. 
Beautiful. 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 Oh, I, I wish we were on IG Live. So so the people can see you digging into that song. I, I wish the people could see you digging into it and feeling it and, and feeling the emotion in which you just sang that. <laughs> so, so so now so now Archie, that means that uh I I'm probably gonna harass you to come on again at a later date. Uh so we can get you on IG Live. I'll get uh I'll get Cassandra to, to help you out with the technology. Because uh, I actually just I just want to see you face to face. If if I can't meet you face to face, I at least want to see you face to face. Because I'm right. just I'm honored and I'm blessed right now. Uh, Mr. Williams, do you have any do you have any parting wisdom that you want to share? Mm-hmm. With do you have any parting wisdom? Any wisdom? Any last wisdom that you want to share with everyone that's listening right now? Trust in God. That's enough. Ever trust in no man about nothing he say out his mouth. Trust in God. Get a relationship with him. That's the only thing I could say. He's not a respected person. If I can have a relationship with him after 37 years, going through the hardship and still come out with peace and joy, love, anybody can do it. But you have to trust. You can't trust in what somebody told you because of who you are. This is the way you are with God. That's Jim Crow preaching. You can know just like anybody else. He loves you just as much as he loves anybody else. He's no respected person. I pay my tithes by catching the homeless on the street and mm-hmm. give them money. Mm-hmm. Give them something to eat or something. Mm-hmm. That's how I pay my tithes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always put people. That's where my peace comes from. Putting people before me. Mm-hmm. That's where I get my peace. Amen. You, you, you just given me an uh, an added measure of peace. And I, and I, and and I believe in giving someone their roses while they are while they are alive. And uh, I, I just have to tell you, um, you really did bless me. You, you really did bless me today just just hearing you have such uncommon faith you, you have uncommon faith and and God is rewarding you in uncommon ways and I'm just looking forward to seeing how much more God does uh because because where you were was just a I won't even say a training ground but now that he has released you freely as a as, as you're more than a free man right now because you were all, already free while you were in Angola, but now you can walk amongst us and, and share your wisdom and your story is being told and people can hear your voice in music. The world needs you. Even if the world doesn't know it, uh, people need to hear from you because you have so much peace and wisdom to share, so much love to share. And you've definitely imparted that uh, to me today. And uh, I, I needed it myself. So I'm, I'm really thankful uh, for this moment and for this time that you spent. Cassandra, you've been on mute, uh, b- uh, being like super quiet. And I just want to thank you uh, for, for everybody that's listening. Uh, Cassandra is, uh, I don't even know how we came to know each other on Instagram, but we, we've been following each other for, I don't know, probably a few years now. And, um, so she's on the line and she's being quiet right now, but she is she's an she's amazing a little woman. Angry. Yeah, she's an amazing woman in her own right. Yeah, totally <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Thank you for having us on. It was a great experience. Yeah, and, and this won't be the last time uh because I plan on taking this show on the road. And as soon as I can get to the West Coast, if you are there, uh, I would love to just shake your hand because I, I need some of that magic that oh. you have. I definitely want some of that magic that you have. And um and and you've just been uh you've just been great today. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and close it out now. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank you both for joining. I wanna, I, I just want to thank God right now because uh he he's just done a wonderful thing. I think within the last hour, and I hope that everyone that has been listening has been blessed by what they heard. If if listen, if you're going through a hard time in life right now, if you are struggling to hold on to your faith 
right now, if you are struggling to hold on to your relationship with God right now, if you're just if you're just struggling to hold on, period, because, you know, it's been a rough year and a half for a lot of people. Listen to this. Re-listen to this uh, episode and hear the faith that Archie Williams had in a place where most people would have gave their faith up before they walked through the doors of the prison. And yet this man still professes the name of God. He still believes in God. He is still spreading God's word, his message. That If you can't be encouraged by this, I'm telling you, if you can't be encouraged by this, it's going to be hard to encourage you with anything. He still has a smile on his face. And look how God is rewarding his honest faith. God honors honest faith. Oof. I'm trying to tell you what I know. And, uh, and Mr. Williams is living out exactly what he is saying that he did and i'm just i'm just thankful to to even know you uh right now i'm thankful that you joined the podcast i'm thankful for for your family i'm thankful for everybody that helped you along the way i and i just want to send a blessing to them because they all did god's work as well and so may all them uh folks be blessed everybody that you work with in the future i just pray that the spirit of god stays i know the spirit of god is going to stay with you but may it rest may it rest on you and everybody that you work with, everywhere that your feet touch, everything that your hands put label to, uh, may they be blessed and multiplied infinitely uh, by an infinite God. And I just want to thank you for, for your time, because uh, you are amazing. Yeah, I, just I, just want, I just want to say, until we unify, I still have tears in my eyes in that area. Indeed. We'll, we'll both say a prayer on that area, because... Uh, you know, I don't, I, that, that is a, I, I would love to sit down with you in person and talk about that because I, 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 not even knowing where to start in that conversation with African Americans is how do, how do we unify? There are so many places where we're fractured. We're fractured in education. We're fractured in our politics. We're fractured in how we make money. We're fractured in the fact that uh, uh, in religion, we're fractured in so many areas. And all of those things are rooted in so many things that have happened to us over the course of our time here in the United States. Where do we start? And trying to get trying to get us to unify is 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 challenging. Uh, it, it's it's more than challenging. And so I, I believe you. I agree with you. I, I, I more than believe you. I agree with you that we need to unify. But where do we start? And I know it starts with the first step, just just starting out and just getting putting that message out there. But where do we start? And uh, I would love to see our people unify for a cause. And I'm, and I'm gonna tell you why that's really important to me. It, and, and I'm gonna close. I, I really don't want to get too much into politics, but I, I'm gonna say this. And this is no disrespect to um, any of the communities that have have lobbied together, that have the wherewithal to have come together and they lobby for the things that they want. Um, this year, when we saw the rise in uh, Asian hate crimes, there was a bill to stop hate crimes against Asian people within a matter of what seemed like a few weeks. Yeah, and, I know. And, and they got together. They had TV ads. They have been nonstop with that. And I can't blame them. They should absolutely do that for themselves. We need to do the same yeah. thing. We absolutely should have the same measure of influence. We should be able to get things to move just as fast for us. We should be able to exert the same amount of influence over policy that governs our lives. And we don't have that. We don't have that. We we can't even get people to agree on reparations, which I think we which which I think we absolutely more than deserve. I ain't want to get into that. That's a whole nother podcast. Uh, but we need to start somewhere. We need to stick behind one thing and make that one thing stick in this country, and then we can build on other things. But we need to find one thing, one thing that we can all rally around because our collective voices can't be drowned out, and it goes beyond the dollars. You know, it goes beyond blacking out one day because we're not blacking out some retailers because we're not getting the justice we seek. It goes beyond deciding to walk off the job because, you know, or, or being more open to talk about police brutality. It goes way beyond that. That Those are everyday things to us that are just now becoming uh, to the aware, to coming to the awareness of other people. Other people are starting to, to speak out about it. But what are we going to unify behind? It has to be more than police brutality. It has to be more than some of the uh, uh, things that we're talking about with discrimination, what is going to be the thing that brings us all together? And we just have to find out what that is as a people. And I, I don't know what that is. And I, don't, don't, I don't know where to start. You, you adding to the fire right now, you adding to the cold right now and don't even realize it. But there's nothing about this conversation here that we had is going to come back void. 
it's going to accomplish just what you want, just what your thoughts are. And that's just what your thoughts are. They're spiritual. Amen. They're accomplished. It might not seem like it, but trust me. Well, I'm going to take you that know, as uh... You know, just what he's doing with you. Amen. I, I agree with you. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. God is showing me every day more and more why he formed me or who he formed me to be while I was in the womb uh, before, you know, before I came to this earth. And so uh, I'm also going to take that as I want reparations. And I'm just going to say that you just prophesied that that's going to happen. Because uh, you said I just oh, added yes, to the I five. <laughs> Joe Biden run us our money. It's always a ram in the bush. Remember that in life. Yes. It's always a ram in your bush. Yeah, you're so right. When you look for it one way, his ways are not ours and his thoughts are not ours. But always look for the ram in the bush. It's always there. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Archie, thank you so much. You bless my heart. Uh, Cassandra, thank you you're so welcome. much. Uh, for 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 just facilitating this, I want to thank. I don't. I think. I think that's your sister that you're with. Uh, right now, I want to thank her for helping us get the technology right. And this will not be the last time we talk. Uh, we, we're brothers now, so just you know, just know that we family, and uh, and I'm gonna treat you like family. So we're gonna stay in communication some kind of way. Uh, and I would love to do that if that's okay. Uh, uh would it be okay? Well, I'll ask Cassandra this. That's I'm not okay, you. man. That's All right. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm just gonna call you Big Brother Archie. This is Big Brother Archie now. Oh, That's good. <laughs> All right, I, I, I love y'all. Thank y'all so much, uh, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, this is gonna be this. This is a great episode. Listen to it more than once. Uh, get the wisdom from this. Get the wisdom from from uh, Archie Williams. Look forward to seeing all of his great projects uh, when they come out and support it. Support it. Support his projects because his story. Could be any black man's story. I I have yeah. seen I have seen the criminal justice system firsthand, and let me tell y'all, no black man wants to walk in the criminal justice systems without the means to fight his case. It's a stacked deck. Right. They do not seek justice right. in those courtrooms. Every prosecutor is is supposed to seek justice, and I can tell you what I know: they are not seeking justice in these courtrooms. Judges are not seeking justice in these courtrooms. So support this man because he has overcome the criminal justice system and his story needs to be told. So we don't have to keep telling stories like this. Yeah. And I'm going and I'm going to close on that. Thank y'all so much. Uh I love y'all. I love, love the listeners. Man. And we are out. Sammy Ibrahim, Mind of the Prophet Meditation Hour. <laughs> Signing off. <All> right, <laughs>